thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the Transportation and Logistics Podcast, powered by Atlanta Dispatch and Humblebee Enterprises. I'm excited to be here with a very special guest. We have Ms. Vanessa Gant of Provision Accounting Solutions. And before we begin, I just wanted to go ahead and give a shout out to all the ladies out there, uh, especially the ones that are making this world uh, flow smoothly. Um, It is International Women's Day. And I owe so much of the education I've received in life and in business to women, you know, from my mother and, you know, even my wife, all the way to my manager who uh, really showed me the ins and outs of a 3PL operation. So, you know, I owe so much to women and not even to mention this platform, the Transportation and Logistics Clubhouse was aided by some of the incredible women over there at the leading ladies of logistics so you know i just wanted to make sure i i shouted out all the women out there because i truly do appreciate you um the dispatcher's guide to the galaxy is available as an ebook and a physical book um and you know the whole purpose is that we're seeking to set a baseline from which the advanced dispatching knowledge and technique can be built so uh grab your copy you can visit my website transportation and logistics.club forward slash book um you can go straight there a lot of folks have just gotten the ebook uh on apple books and uh yeah so that's a that's a convenient way as well also 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 if you've been tapped in with the transportation and logistics clubhouse you know that each monday for probably the last two years we've partnered up with the sonar team over at freight waves and we've leveraged their rate analytics tool to help our carrier base uh the folks that tune in uh understand which markets to uh put their position their trucks into so that they can take advantage of those market conditions this past Monday, we actually welcomed our very first freight brokers to join us in those sessions. And, um, you know, we had Jessica Hayward, uh, regional director of Nolan Transportation, and she shared uh, all of her high, well, not all of them, she shared a handful of her high volume opportunities, her consistent opportunities. And uh, it was great. It was great. It's definitely something that I look forward to doing more of in the future. Um, she had opportunities out of the Southeast, out of the Northeast, out of the Southwest. And which, you know, leads me to say, if you're listening to this, if you're a carrier that has the capacity to go in and out of Mexico. So if you can get freight in and out of Mexico, uh, there are high volume opportunities for the dry van and for the flatbed. So feel free to send me an email at dispatch at atlantadispatch.org. So yeah, that's definitely something that we're going to be uh, doing more of. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, this coming Monday, we're going to have our friends over at Sage Freight. Uh, I feel like I've actually seen them go from infancy to you know now they're now they're hitting. So I'm happy to be able to, to partner up with them uh, this coming Monday. Um, so yeah, that's it. But Miss Vanessa, how are you doing today, ma'am? I am great, Jerry. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. It's a blessing to have you here on stage. And, you know, for those who might not know your background, right, what was your path to how you uh, actually before we even get there? 
I talked about the leading ladies of logistics, okay? <laughs> you happen to be <laughs> one of those young ladies. And, you know, I can recall the excitement around the, the logistics conference that you guys hosted here in the Atlanta area. And I just wanted to ask you, how does it feel to be a member of such a, a esteemed group? And what is it like to pull from like your strengths, everybody's strengths to put on such a, a huge event like that conference? You know, it's um, it's amazing to be, you know, a part of a group like that, to have women to the forefront of transportation, because when many people think of this industry, they think of men um, and women are usually in administrative roles. But um, all of us were able to come together from different, uh, you know, different backgrounds in the industry to, uh, you know, pull it all together and make something great out of it. You know, we've been quiet. Uh, you know, we're in a bit of a reset mode, but we're definitely still all um, you know, working in our lanes in the industry and still encouraging people um, to keep it moving. Like it's a transportation and trucking. It's like, a, it's a way of life for me. I tried to run away from it a couple of years ago and it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Why? It, it you didn't. know, your friends kept pulling you back. Well, you know, I actually, I tried to switch industries and it just wasn't fun. You know, I, mm. I like the chaos. Like I like the chaos of the industry. If that, right. and I'm sure everyone everyone could agree that 2022 was certainly full of chaos. So um, it's a it was one of those strange things. Like if it wasn't, it's like you you wanted something to be ruffling your feathers, because uh, if it was too easy, it was too easy. So right. um, I, I I came back to where my base was. No, I feel you. I feel you. And 2022 was exactly that. It was Murphy's law amplified by a billion. You know anything that could go wrong, went wrong, and you just had to figure it out. Um, so, no, I definitely agree with you. And, you know, I know that you said that uh, you guys are in a reset, you know, but how does it feel, like, how impactful has it been, uh, you know, as being a part of that group? And maybe, like, even when it comes to business and your success, like, would you attribute um, any of that success to being one of those members? I would definitely say we all can attribute um, a level of our success to the organization and the, and the exposure that we were able to get, the people that we were able to impact. It was definitely a surreal moment because, um, you know, I've always been that counting girl that um, that just so happened to be as nosy as possible when she was, you know, when I was at work and learned everyone's desk because I knew mine like the back of my hand. So now being able to you know, have an audience and to have a stage to share that with everyone and to also encourage women to like, we don't have to sit behind the desk. Like we can really run these companies because when we're behind the desk, we're soaking in everything around us anyway. So let's just, you know, encouraging everyone to come to the forefront and own it and, you know, and take, take your authoritative role in the industry. You know, we don't always have to be the quote unquote support staff. <laughs> right? right. So, right. And it was amazing that once once we started doing that, like the people that were encouraged and then still being able to meet so many more powerful women that were in the industry, the women now were able to like come from behind, you know, behind the desk and behind the scenes and say, hey, hey, this is who I am. This is what I've been doing. This is what I've been moving and shaking. And this is what I'm capable of doing. So even like building this network of women from the industry has been amazing. Awesome. I love to hear it. And uh, again, I've benefited so I've gained so much knowledge uh, just from 
tuning into some of the sessions that you guys put on and attending the conference and all that kind of great stuff. So um, I, I definitely can, uh, you know, attest to the impact that you guys are having in the industry. And you did mention how, you know, you're in the ind- you, you've been in the industry and you even tried to, you know, pivot away, but you came back. So this kind of leads me back to that question, which was, you know, how, what was your path to, you know, being in this role? How did you find yourself uh, getting the information to even support the, the the trucking industry the way that you have on the accounting side? Okay. So it all started back. I initially was working in manufacturing and then I went to school. I, I went back to school. I went back to school and I got my accounting degree. And my very first accounting job was at a freight forwarder's office. Right. Mm. I didn't know anything at all about the industry. Didn't really care about it. I just wanted a job in my field because I've spent all this time going to school, pay for this degree. I needed a job in the field. So I, you know, went in and I'm doing the accounting. But as everything is coming across my desk, I told you I'm nosy, right? Like I, I just don't want to do the numbers. I have to read everything that's coming by here, even if it has nothing to do with the numbers. And as I'm seeing everything that's coming across my desk, I started connecting it. So with uh, the freight forwarding, we arranged a lot of the freight um, that was coming from overseas um, to Charleston um, and have and clearing it through customs. So when I would see every, I would see things from you know Hapac Lloyd and MERS and uh, China Shipping. And I was like, okay, now I'm driving down the highway. It's like, oh, that's who they are. Oh, that's what that means. And they started connecting. So I got really interested in the actual industry of like, these are how things get from A to B. This is, you know, we're coordinating the freight that comes from overseas. We're getting it cleared at customs. We're hiring the carrier, the trucker to come, you know, get this freight where it needs to be. So we're doing all this. So that happened. That taught me the movements of how things got to where they need to be, how things got into the country, how they got to the warehouse, how they got to the store. I was fascinated by it. So that was the first step that connected the dots for me. Um, And I was handling an account for a uh, trucker that was out of New Jersey and he came to town and um, he took me out because I was managing his account and he was opening an office in Charleston and he asked me if I knew anyone, um, you know, that he could hire. I was like, well, it depends on how much you're paying. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, um, I pitched myself. Fast forward 30 days later, I was um, the person that was helping him start his Charleston location. Um, I started there as as accounts receivables. I was with him for uh, 10 years in that capacity. Um, I went from, you know, his accounts receivables girl to the director of finance there. We opened um, 10 locations from down the East Coast over to uh, Texas. So that put me instrumental, not just from the accounting standpoint, but now I'm in this place where I'm helping open the offices from top to bottom. I could literally run the office if I needed to. I could, I understood the TMS system. I understood the safety. I understood all the processes. Um, So that's that knowledge base that came, but he also taught me a lot. Being able to work for someone that was still in the growing phases of his business that actually took me along on every step that he made um, was definitely a lot of, a lot of my education, um, a lot of my familiarities with the industry, um, and it just it just as a whole. So I just kind of took it from that. I took it from there. Every time I had an opportunity to learn something different, I took it. 
and it just compounded on it. And somehow, I'm just going to say, somehow I became a genius at it right? mm-hmm. um, for letting it compound. <laughs> right, right. No, I love it. I mean, it feels great to know something in and out like the back of your hand and uh, be able to help people, which I, I know that you've done so much of. And, you know, I guess to, to tie it into trucking like and the the entrepreneurial pursuits and endeavors of the majority of the peace, people that listen to this podcast, um, why is it important for a trucking company to leverage an accountant that actually specializes in transportation versus one that, you know, doesn't have any specific trucking experience? And you definitely want to have someone, um, you know, as in with any niche business, someone that actually understands your uh, your business, that understands your industry, that can help you look out for some of the KPIs, you know, the key performance indicators that you need to be tracking, especially when it comes to, you know, your income and your expenses. Someone that's going to be able to look at your numbers and help you understand, um, you know, why your expenses may be increasing in a certain category or if you are if you're doing your accounting if any of the numbers i would say look off like i'll give this example um if you know generally i like to say your fuel cost should be about 25 percent of your gross revenue so if when you know when fuel cost is at an average you know not when fuel cost was high but industry standard wise it should be about 25 percent of your gross revenue well if that number starts to get higher and is getting to like you know 30 percent 32 percent now we need to start talking you know we want to talk about um is your fuel cost high because it's just you know the cost of fuel is it high because maybe the rates that you're accepting for your loads are lower? Is it because your equipment needs to be maintenance? Is it because your driver is stealing fuel? So is there, there's right. a couple of different things that we can look at to figure out why your, you know, why your metrics aren't um, within margin where there should be. Um, and also I will tell you for me, because of my background in the industry, I use the numbers to go a bit more forward. Like I use your numbers to help you diversify the type of freight that you're getting. Um, if someone is, uh, you know, someone does have a drive in and right now it's really not your season. I encourage them to do some power only work. A lot of people don't think about it that way. Mm. No. Mm. So I use a number and I use to, I use your numbers to also help you and see. And if you had someone like, that is familiar with the industry and is your accountant and that is the level of service that um you know that you signed up with for them they can do more than help you save money uh using those numbers to help you interpret what your company is doing right 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 okay no i definitely hear you there and when it comes to taxes for a motor carrier for a trucking company can you explain some of those unique responsibilities that a trucking company has to keep in the forefront of their mind versus, you know, just some some other type of organization. Yeah, so I, I do want to put this disclaimer out there. I am seeing more trucking companies be audited by the IRS this year than I've seen in my entire mm, life. You know, I heard about that. So <laughs> what I <laughs> and so what I am recommending to everyone from the bare basics stop playing with your company and get financially organized you know have you put an accounting system in place so that you're fully tracking everything that's coming in and out of your business income and expenses 
make sure that you are keeping your receipts for every single expense that you're claiming in your business. Stop the Zelle, the Venmo, the Cash App business. Um, I'm seeing right now there are a lot of repair companies that want to be paid via one of those methods. I need you to tell them to send you an invoice. Even if you're going to do that, you need to you need to have an invoice to support the money that's going out. Right? You want to make sure that you're not commingling because the moment that you decide to do something personal out of your business account, you're, I mean, you're compromising everything. Financial organization is key. Receipt keeping is key. Paper fades. Take a picture of it. Email it to yourself. Store it into a Google Drive. Store it into an email folder. Those are going to be the major things. Um, also in trucking, you know, we know a lot of people had losses in 2020, but a lot of people made a lot of money also at the same time. You don't want to be waiting. So right now is not the time to talk to your accountant or your tax preparer about your 2021 taxes. You should have did that in October, November, or even sooner. Okay. Like trying to save money, trying to save money or lower your tax bill after the tax year has ended is almost slim to none. Oh, you find that happening pretty frequently? Of course, that happens all the time. It, it happens all the time because the owners of the trucking companies, especially right now, their main focus is to make money, not the organization. So I'm not knocking them for it because I completely get it. You know, you want to make sure that your trucks are moving, that you you know that you have loads because if the truck is moving, then you feel like you're making money. So and the part about the organization or the financial organization gets put on the back burner because it's not making you money. Mm-hmm. But it should your your financial the financial foundation and status of your business still needs to be near in that top three as it is, you know, and you generating income in the business. So the number one thing will be the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so- financial organization, um, having an accounting system. one of the things that kind of uh, put people in a weird place is when, you know, when they're first starting out and they purchase their equipment in their personal Mm -hmm. name, I highly recommend that you get this, you know, make sure if you can highly recommend that your equipment is in your business. That seems to be a little challenging, right? Because most folks, you know, haven't seasoned their business credit in order to, to make that move. So what you're saying is, uh, you know, folks who are not just jumping in the industry, but uh, are, I, I guess, forward thinking enough to to make sure that they're building business credit. Like, is there a way around that? So, but what I would say is if you get into a situation where you have to put your equipment in your personal name, make sure that you're talking with your tax repair and accountant when you do that so that you guys can put some additional things into place to make sure that you're able to, you know, write that off on your taxes. Mm, so let me just, I'm not asking for any specific specific advice because <laughs> I know that it, it changes, right? Um, right. Let's say uh, sole proprietorship, right? And I have this bad boy on my, in my personal, you know, in my name, I would be able to write those, uh, you know, What's that thing called when it goes the devaluation? I can write that the off. The depreciation. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was I was trying to get there. <laughs> <laughs> the depreciation. My my uh, my recommendation is that because you're using equipment in a business to um, 
to generate revenue that the business doesn't own. Mm. Right? You own it. You own it personally. The business doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. So if the business doesn't own it or isn't leasing it or renting it, the business can't depreciate it because the business doesn't own it. Right. Okay. So, you know, to get around that, speaking to a tax professional, your accountant, they would come up with some type of verbiage that talks about, you know, the uses and how it's going to be. Go ahead. Go ahead. See, you, see you, you, you said it and I didn't, right? And I'm, and I'm saying it that way is because, you know, I don't want to misinform everyone because it's, it's definitely a case-by-case basis, right? Oh. So you definitely want to make sure, you definitely want to make sure that whatever the decision is on that, that you've spoken with the person that you're going to be working with and they advise you on the way that will be best and legal for you to be able to get the benefits of it. Okay. No, I respect that. I respect that. And, you know, so we kind of talked about this. We got, we got on the train on what should be baked into a carrier's daily, weekly, monthly, yearly operation. And you said, uh, first things first is you got to put, you got to get a grip on those expenses and those, those, uh, your P&L, you got to be able to track those bad boys. You got to keep those receipts together uh, stop the the quick pays and don't commingle funds. Um, what else? You know, if we're talking about well, you, well, sure okay, wait. So let's back up. So I mean, they can do quick pays now. They can you know do quick pays because you know we need to get the money in. We don't want to be waiting thirty days to get paid. So you can do the quick pays, but like the okay, cash app okay. and memos and stuff like that. When you're paying for expenses, if you're doing that, just make sure you have a receipt to actually support the money that's going out of your business. Okay. No, I respect that. Um, Outside of like, you know, having the accounting system, doing your receipts, being financially organized, you have to have a bookkeeper, an accountant, or someone on your team. And I want, I want to be clear with this, like your tax preparer isn't necessarily your accountant, right? There are some people okay. that just prepare taxes and that just prepare taxes and don't do accounting. So you can't, ex- and sometimes we get it confused because they think that we're one and the same. So, and there's also accountants that don't do taxes. I happen to do both, right? Right. So there, there's a misconception of, you know, when I'm going to get my taxes done, I can just hand them all of this information, but that's a different service. You're asking someone to do accounting at the time of your taxes being prepared. So, um, and I feel like I'm skipping over the place, but to back up, to go back to where you are. One, if you were just starting your business, you probably use some of your personal resources to actually start your business, your personal checking account, your personal credit cards. Um, you may have gotten some loans to fund your business in your personal name. You can still, but those are still business expenses, right? You can still write those things off. You just need to have that very organized and present it to your accountant or your tax repair so that you can still get credit for those business expenses. Right, Basically, right. What, what they will be considered is an investment, an owner's investment into the business, which will still qualify as a business expense. Okay. You know, I definitely, so I utilize QuickBooks. And, uh, you know, when I was going through my expenditures, I saw that uh, that was something that I could attack some of my my expenses as, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that investment, that owner's investment. Is there a specific accounting system, bookkeeping system 
uh, that you recommend, uh, you know, if somebody's new to the business or maybe they're operating and you know that this is a better situation? Is there anything you recommend? So I, I primarily work with QuickBooks. I love QuickBooks because it can be customized. Um, obviously, you know, it's a it's a basic um, bare bones, in my opinion, um, accounting software, but it definitely can be uh, set up and customized for the trucking in- industry very quickly. Um, I like it because a lot of other um, apps and programs integrate with QuickBooks, which can make it easier. A lot of the TMS systems integrate with QuickBooks that will allow you to import your invoicing. Um, so definitely doing that. Um, what else would I say? Uh, if you are financing equipment, you want to make sure that you have your interest statement so that you're able to write off the interest that you're paying um, on your truck notes or your trailer notes. If you are financing equipment, the trailer payment, the actual loan payment is not a business expense. Only the interest portion of it is because you get the tax benefit um, by depreciation. My, so remembering that. Say that again, run that back. I feel like, okay. you know, that was a, that was big, right? And I okay. want to make sure I got that right. Can you, can you take that one from the top, which is, <laughs> take that one again, okay. please. Okay, so we'll do it. So when it comes to, if you have financed equipment, right, the pay, a lot of people think that the actual payment for the financed equipment is a business write-off. You know, that you're able to write that off 100%. It is not. Only the interest portion of your loan payment is a business expense. Mm-hmm. You get the tax, you get the tax benefit from finance equipment via depreciation. Mm, okay. Okay, that makes sense, you know, especially when people were able to depreciate the entire vehicle <laughs> over the course, what was that, of a year, two years when Trump was in office? I mean, so, yeah, so with the, uh, it was in 2017, I believe they put the Tax Jobs and Act cut um, into place, which expired on December 31st, uh, 2022, which uh, 100% depreciation expired then. Right now, it's on a five-year phase-out. So starting January 1, 2023, you can do 80% bonus depreciation, and then you phase out the other 20. Next year, it goes down to 60, then it goes to 40, then it goes 20, then it goes away. Unless somebody comes back and decides they want to help us again. Gotcha. You know, say what you want. I know a lot of folks are taking advantage of that one, at least the ones that oh, have, you know, a, absolutely. a tax preparer. Uh, who were, was informed. Um, okay, okay, well, that's cool. Um, so you- what, I, what I do want to add on to that is, but if you are leasing equipment, right, if you're leasing or renting equipment, those payments are 100%. You, you can, like, you're 100% writing that off. Gotcha. And that's how that, that happens. Yeah, that makes sense, too. Just because if you're per- if you're financing it, that means that you're trying to take ownership and if you're leasing it, you know, that's a that's a sunken cost. Like, you, you're not getting that value back. Correct. Okay, cool. And look, you mentioned this. You said that uh, the accountant is not always the tax preparer. And, you know, there's also a bookkeeper in there. What What's the difference between the three, um, you know, I, I guess more so, what's, what's a bookkeeper versus someone that's an accountant just to to, you know, put some some definitions behind the terms. 
Okay, so your bookkeeper is basically going to record your transactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're 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 basically going to record your transactions and um and put your information where it needs to be, right? That's like first level, first level stuff. Let let's let's just all of your uh, transactions that comes into your QuickBooks or your accounting software. I'm gonna go ahead and categorize it where it needs to be. Your accountant should be able to interpret the financial information, get do some financial analysis for you, be able to give you strategies um and key things of that nature so it goes into more of a more of a specialty i'm it's not just uh okay i have the reports i'm going to give them to you You know now we can actually talk about what's in these reports let me give you some strategy let me break down the story that these numbers are telling the bookkeeper is merely saying okay i'm putting this information here now you need to get somebody else and tell you what what it means Mm, okay so the first wrong is the bookkeeping which is why you can find so many bookkeeping services um, out here these days. Yeah, but to get the accountant to be able to interpret the financial information into, um, you know, information that you can create strategy and implement strategy and put plans and forecasting into place is definitely what's happening in the accounting room. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. Look, let me ask this. This is, you know, right now, I feel like the the industry standard is, oh, you better get those taxes done before April. Um, but I don't really hear too many people talking about uh, quarterly filing. Like, is that something that you would encourage? And, you know, do you have many clients that are into that type of uh, system? Um, so I want to say that a lot of people like, I want to file my taxes quarterly. You don't file taxes quarterly. You pay estimated quarterly taxes. So there's really nothing being filed quarterly as it relates to income tax. Mm-hmm. So you want to be able to, you know, have the accountant to interpret your financial uh, records on a quarterly basis to advise you on, on if you should, well, if you need to make a quarterly tax payment or not. Gotcha. So why wouldn't somebody need, I mean, why would somebody want to do a quarterly tax payment versus hold, is there any benefit of doing it in the quarter system versus doing it all at the end of the year that you found? Is there absolutely, absolutely, yes. Okay. Um, the the IRS does have a penalty. Uh, if you do have a uh, tax bill at the end of the year and you haven't paid any money into it quarterly, there is a um of a, a, a late like a late payment um, penalty that they will assess to you. Um, anyone that is expected to owe more than a thousand dollars, the IRS would like for you to make quarterly tax payments. What they like, they want their money at the time that you're making your money. They don't want to wait. So it's like you know, if you were getting a W two, um, you know, if you were being paid W two, they get paid every time you get paid. Right. So they, the IRS wants the same thing from the businesses. We want to get paid when you're getting paid. That makes sense. I never thought about it like that, but that definitely makes sense. So the expectation is to get paid when you get paid. Cause I was like, I was thinking, how is it possible to, uh, you know, put a fee on that if everybody and their mom paying their taxes, you know, at the end of the year, you know, once a year, but you know, you, you sum that up pretty well with, a W-2, the, the IRS is getting paid every time that employee is getting paid. Okay. Yeah, never thought mm-hmm. about it that way. Okay. Yeah, they, want um, their, they want their money in real time. Right, right. Ah, that makes perfect sense. Um, okay. When, 
when it comes to, all right, so we got the accounting system. We got making sure those expenditures, your, your, your income and your, uh, your expenses are being documented correctly. Um, and what else? What else needs to go into somebody's operation? All right, what about IFTA? What about, is that, that's more compliance or is that also something that an accountant and a tax preparer would be interested in? So that, that's more compliance. Um, I, I will tell you something that does stand out when it comes to uh, write-offs. Um, if you have a driver that you are paying or anyone is doing work for you um, that you are paying more than $600, please get a W-9 so that you can issue a 1099 to them. I can't tell you how many people um, that I've seen, you know, that have paid their drivers Cash App or, you know, Zelle, and they don't have a, they, they don't have a W-9 on file for them. So they can't issue a 1099. So I can't really, I can't write this. I can't let you write this off. Like, I'm not going to sign off on it because we have no proof. Mm-hmm. We have no proof that you actually paid that. So that's one of the things that I definitely want to tell everyone. Do not forget to get the W-9 for anyone that is going to be working for you that you're going to be paying as a contractor. Gotcha. No, I think that's very important. Um, you know, people don't really think about it. I mean, I guess in, in this, it, I feel like nowadays the, the information sh- you know, you would think that it's out there, but no, that's, that's very, very important. Okay. Um, I would really say in fairness of them, Audrey, everyone's, everyone's just trying to like, it's, it's been, the industry has been, I would say like, so chaotic. Like everyone is just trying to move, like get the truck to move. Let's make some money. I'm going to go back and do this. And time slips by. Right. Right. No, I hear you. Okay. Um, yeah. And you know, you, you, you put that, um, at the very beginning of the conversation about uh, all of the, well, it made me, you said something early in the conversation that made me think about the IRS's huge investment into their workforce and how, you know, those <laughs> anything over $600, they're, you know, they're really scrutinizing and expect to make a lot more of their profit, uh, you know, for the year based off of find, fault finding with taxes and, you know, filing. So, no, I hear you. Everything everything is important these days and you know um i appreciate you and they are and they are i feel like they're they will probably more likely be targeting uh the middle range companies because they're going to feel like um they may not have the capital to invest in representation or attorneys so it's just easier right now for everyone to just make sure that they have a record of everything that's happening right financially in their business Okay. And for you and your company, right? Um, are you like, are you in a spot where you can handle new business or are you swamped? Like what is tax season like for you? Like, do you only mess with the folks that have already been on your, your roster for a while? Or if somebody was interested and they were hearing your voice right now, they would be able to reach out to you and uh, get some services. Okay. So I will tell you right now, we are currently not taking any more um, tax clients for the 20, uh, 2022 tax year. Um, and we are primarily working with clients. Uh, ta- our tax clients are basically our um, accounting clients. 
So we're, we're, we kind of moved into the space of, um, I need you to be my accountant client in order for us to do your taxes. Um, it, it makes it a, a better, a better transition for everyone. Um, right now, you know, some people I, like last year, I had a lot of people come to me at the end and we had to do a lot of recreating of their process to find a lot of things. So right now we're focusing on more like, you know, we're definitely accepting, um, you know, accounting clients. Um, but when it comes to taxes, if you aren't already a client, we are not accepting them for this tax season. You know, I think that is a great point. Um, I think that's a great point that you would prefer the people that you prepare the taxes for to already be, you know, on on your roster as someone you're providing the accountant services for. So you so you don't have to put on you don't have to rush and get into the crunch and get all super stressed out dealing with somebody else's, you know, last minute, you know, escapades. So no, I think that's uh very smart. I liken it to, you know, dispatching and how certain dispatchers will require certain things of carriers before they feel as though they will take them on as a client. Like most dispatchers don't want somebody that has a super brand new authority because of the uh, inability to get loads for certain um, brokers or uh, the, the fact that some equipment types might be a little bit more challenging to dispatch for than others. So now I respect it. And that, that definitely protects your peace at the end of the day, because yes. you know that throughout that year, you know, things are going smoothly. So, you know, you're not, you know, you're not expecting any surprises because you've already seen, seen it. Yes. So when you mentioned dispatch companies, this is one thing I wanted to say too, that I, I wanted to say earlier, but I forgot your dispatch company and your trucking company are two separate companies. Okay. And everybody remember what? that. Why? Um, one, the, uh, the NASA's codes are different for them. And let's, let's look at this into perspective. If your, your dispatch company basically has no liability, it's a lot of overhead, right? But your trucking company does that truck is a weapon, right? Anything can mm -hmm. happen. So let's just say something happens on the trucking side. Um, that isn't in your favor. Do you want to lose your dispatch company also? Mm, okay. So how do you. How do you do that? How do you? They're two separate, two separate companies, two different, okay. two separate companies. Do do not operate them together. It's, right. it's not it's not in your favor to operate them together. One, they won't go under the same uh, NASA's code for what the business type is doing because one is a range of freight and one is a movement of freight. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. So this is you know for those uh, carriers that happen to also um, provide dispatch services for other motor carriers correct yes okay no that makes sense hmm i'm wondering all the people who i've talked to in the past did they have them severed <laughs> because i don't know <laughs> <if they did. laughs> I'm, I, I would say def definitely from a liability standpoint and in, in just in just that you know, in just that example, let's, you know, God forbid someone's truck goes out here and it's into an accident and you know what, bam, I, I, I got to shut this down that I, I'm going to shut this company down. But that also means you have to shut your dispatch company down too. Mm. It's, it's the same name running under the same EIN number. You're losing two no. companies at one time. No, that makes sense. You know, definitely makes sense. Okay. Okay. 
And, you know, I, I'm really trying to get into – so I'm about to go into the weeds. I'm really trying to learn more about the trust, you know, having a family trust and how people leverage trust to, you know, put their companies in. And sometimes within that trust and within that company, they have other companies, you know, within that – you know, so so many, you know, that's, that's where I'm at in life is just trying to see uh, what's the best – uh, way to structure that type of stuff. Um, but you know, w- you know, that's, that's neither here nor there. We don't have to talk about that. Um, because, because what I will t- well, I, cause I wasn't, I was just going to, you know, I, I am a, a firm believer of staying in my lane and that my dear is not my lane. <laughs> 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 so that there will be no miss, no, no misinformation from me on that. I, that is not my lane. <laughs> right, right. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, that is something that, you know, it, you know, I get excited thinking about it, especially all the clips you see on Instagram and all that stuff. So, um, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look about you. Right. Um, I know that you're you've already made it clear that, you know, first someone has to ha- be enrolled into your accounting services. And it makes me say, like, for like what's scaling like for your company, you know, scaling when you have to have such a very specific skill set, like uh, accounting and, uh, you know, tax preparation. Like, is it easy to replicate your knowledge and your efforts or like, is it like, how do you do it? So I, 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 I count the accounting portion of it, of course, like I feel like that could, that is definitely something that can be learned. But this the industry part of it, this is where I feel like I marry it to me. And my opinion is that my clients get the best of both worlds. Right. You have someone who has experience in education and being an accountant, but to actually have someone who has the, you know, the 18 years of industry experience to be able to put the two together, it's it's like harmony. So mm-hmm. that in, that industry experience part of it is what sets me apart and what, you know, which allows me to be, you know, a, a double treat to my clients. It's one of these things where I can't just look at your numbers and not tell you something um, and not say, hey, this is suggesting this is what I see. I can't just look at your numbers and then know that I may have an industry connect that can help you. Right, right, right. Is it is it. Um semis and box trucks only or is it dump trucks and other type of equipment as well so my clients uh have different types of equipment array of them they're dualies they're semis they're dump trucks um i would say my background is definitely um intermortal and drayage power only that's mm-hmm. that's my background then t- the entire time that i've been into trucking on the corporate side that was where um that was where i was Awesome. Look, man, uh, we got somebody that's listening in and that's what she does all day long. I mean, I'm pretty sure y'all know each other, but, I, you know, I, I want y'all to offline about some opportunities about, you know, maybe some of the people you used to work with, um, because that's definitely what she does. Um, okay. But yeah. But yeah. Um, what's the best way for people to reach you if they were looking to, you know, get onboarded to your accounting services? Okay. So the best way to reach me um, is my website, which is uh, provisionaccountingsolutions.com. Or if you head over to IG, um, my name on IG is I am the money architect. 
Um, and you know, there's that link that it'll take you to a lot of different things. There's a link in there that gets you to uh, my free ebook on the top 10 mistakes that owner operators and fleet owners make that put them out of business. It's a great read. Um, it's also an audio book um, format for anyone that may be, uh, you know, traveling and they can listen while they're driving. Um, so th those are the those are the best places to um, to find me. Gotcha. Who whose voice is the audio book? Mine. Okay, awesome. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Stepped all the way outside the box. It's me. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, well, look, I mean, are there any closing remarks, anything that you wanted to leave the folks with that are going to hear this on the podcast? Um, you know, anything, the floor is yours, but, be, you know, I just want to say thank you. Okay, I appreciate it. The thing that I want to leave is that financial organization is going to be key to your business. Um, you know, a lot of the times, you know, we we attribute the success with the amount of deposits that are coming into our bank account. Um, but, you know, just because you're getting deposits doesn't mean that you're making profit. So I want us to get into the get into the habit of being financially organized and knowing and looking at your numbers. If you're not looking at it once a week, once a month, at least once a quarter, check in with your accountant to make sure that you are on track, that you are making money. Um, so that if you are making money, then you know what your tax liability is. If you're losing money, being able to use your numbers to interpret what areas you're losing money in, and if you can understand why you are losing the money. Bet, 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 bet. Well, I truly appreciate you for joining me this evening. And, um, you know, everybody for tuning in. Thank you all. Again, as I said at the top of the show, tune in Monday morning, 7.30 a.m. as we host the session with FreightWave's Sonar team. Um, this week we are going to, or this coming Monday, we're going to be joined by Sage Freight. We're going to discuss their high-volume uh consistent opportunities that they have in whatever fashion you know some are going to be driving could be flatbed could be draped so tune in uh i just i'm just extremely excited about the that level of value and connectivity that we're going to be bringing to the to the to the connections um and you know again uh miss vanessa i appreciate you madam I know that you. I know that you had to step. Like you're, you're out at a family event right now. Did you? Look, did you she, she was calling me, so I, I wasn't sure. I was like, "Oh, did my phone go out?" Yeah, my daughter is at her track meet, so I'm gonna gonna head back over there now because she's getting ready to run. But I definitely appreciate you for having me. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you again. God bless you, and I look forward to the next conference. Okay, talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Bye now. Bye bye.